All right, so we're good to go. Um, everybody, the Entrepreneurialist here, uh, back with another episode. I believe this is episode four of the Entrepreneur's Journey. Today, we're sitting down with Jacob. Uh, he's 22 years old, two years as an entrepreneur, running multiple FB, uh, Amazon FBA businesses. He is a uh, previous honors college student uh, studying business management for two years. And um, today, he's going to be giving us his story, his information, give us a little input on how he uh, decided to go about the entrepreneur lifestyle and uh, some of the obstacles me, he may have um, encountered along the way, how he overcame them. And hopefully we can get some good advice from him. So uh, I'll take it away, Jacob. It's all you. Awesome. So thank you for that, Anthony. Um, uh, and I'm really glad you found me on Gary V's comments and, and reached out to me and we did this interview. This is super awesome. And I really value what you're doing. And uh, I hope your audience can take something from this. So like you said, my name is Jacob Living Good. I do Amazon FBA. Before that, I was in college and um, I went to college not knowing what I wanted to do. I went there solely because that's what my parents told me to do. And I know a lot of people that are in that same boat and they actually just they didn't drop out. So I graduated 2015. I would have I would have graduated college by now uh, if I had stayed in. I've got a lot of friends that ended up doing the same path I did, but they strapped themselves to student loan debt and uh, and now they're there. And so two years in, um, even though I was on full ride honor scholarship, uh, I decided that college wasn't for me. And in my opinion, college teaches obedience, not intelligence. However, I understand that some people have a more positive experience with college. Um, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back really for me um, was my creative writing teacher, uh, who was also one of my honors department reps. She had been working with me for four semesters. She knew who I was. Um, she gave me a zero on a 13-page critical analysis of a three-minute alternative song, um, and that caused me to lose my scholarship. I would have lost my scholarship, and it, it dropped my grade from an A all the way down to a C because it was such a big paper. When I went into her class the next day, I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know why I got a zero. That was a really good essay. And she said, well, the header wasn't double-spaced. That was against the rubric. And I said, wow. can I, re I, said, can I resubmit it and double-space the header? She said, no, it's past the due date. And so at that point, I, I literally just I left college and I just never went back because also uh, I came to the realization that you don't need a college degree to run a business in business management specifically. Right. And so I started looking up how to, you know, how to learn how to do online. I did the classic Google search that many people have probably done how to make money online. Right. And uh, I found Amazon FBA. I found well, I, I found real estate investing. I found Shopify dropshipping. I found Amazon FBA. I found YouTube and social media and social media growth companies. I find Ty Lopez. You know all of it, right? Uh, I liked Amazon FBA, so I started researching it. And um, of course, I, I guess a really good key takeaway I want to share is is being stopped by limiting beliefs. Because I know a lot of people that have been in my DMs and said, hey, like you, you bought this guy's course, like isn't that a scam? Uh, and, and it's very common for people to think that internet courses are a scam and that you can't really learn any practical application and practical information because why would someone that knows how to do that teach you to create more competition for themselves? Or, or I don't know why people think that, but that's why they think it. Now, I thought the same thing at first, but I, I was and more or less that self-limiting belief is just structured in fear that you're just scared of the inevitable of, of the unknown and jumping into it. I didn't let it stop me. And I, I just jumped in. I started with thirty five hundred dollars. And in the over the course of the last one year and nine months, I managed to turn my one Amazon FBA business with $3,500 into two Amazon FBA businesses, a business to business software solutions company. And overall, I have grossed $85,000. Wow. So, yeah. And, and so and that's like it's not a crazy amount of money, especially because that's that's gross. And I average like a, I think it's like a 38 percent ROI. So overall, my net is like $27,000 or something. So it's nothing crazy. However, it's just a start. It's like, like I like to think of it like a snowball and it's just rolling. And I, I, I'm literally still just at the beginning. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I, I make consistently more than a full-time job, someone my age, and I, I work for myself. So it, it's, it's a ebb and flow, I guess you could say. Yeah. And so, and so uh, in the process, uh, and you like Gary Vee, I love Gary Vee, he, he, the stuff he preaches, he's, he, he has so much self-awareness, it's incredible. Um, but he, he talks about just having the self-awareness of knowing what you want to do. Some people are going to want to be like with or without their parents' guidance, they're going to want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an attorney. And by all means, absolutely go to college, get into a, a nice, you know, go to Harvard, go to Stanford, go to something great, get that degree and go into that field. Um, but then I also know 
many people that have not implored self-awareness. They're in college. You ask them what they're doing. They say, I'm studying my generals. Uh, I, I haven't really decided what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do as a career. Uh, and, and those people really, I just want them to, uh, to take, take a step back and question, is this really what I want to do? Am, am I spending my time wisely here? And um, yeah, that's, that's a little, a little knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of knowledge in there. Um, you may, I should have told you earlier, you'll see me nod and not interrupt much. I won't uh, uh, give a lot of uh, verbal feedback only because I think the first recording that I did, I noticed that I was interrupting key pieces of information that were given. So it wasn't yeah. so much like a job interruption. It was just like, um, let's say I wanted to chop it up and use it as a piece of content. Um, sure, sure. It's cool for you to be saying one thing, but to hear me in the background going, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it just kind of ruins the whole thing. So you'll see me nodding rather than just verbally saying something. I feel you. I feel you. Totally fine. <laughs> But yeah, 22. So are you doing this alone? Do you have partners? Do you have, uh, you know, family that's helping you? So, so I do everything all by myself. I'm actually in the process of working on getting um, a couple of tasks automated through VAs, virtual assistants, so that I can hand off some of my day to day. Because right now I'm, I'm kind of doing that little, you know, work like a maniac, like craziness. Um, because I'm 22, I can. I drink five shots of espresso a day. I work 18 hours a day. I sleep four hours a night. Like I'm, I'm on the grind. Um, and I understand that's not long-term sustainable, but like, it's like short-term, like six, six, 12 months, like I'll survive. It's probably a little taxing, but like, I love what I do. So it doesn't feel like work. Um, one of my businesses, the second Amazon FBA business, I do have two partners, which is really cool because I'm the CEO of this company. And, uh, one of them's 49 years old and the other one's 64 years old and I'm 22. And so I met them at a mastermind, uh, with my mentor, his name's Bo Crable. And I'm actually now one of his top students. I'm actually an affiliate for him. And I work closely with his team um, because he, he presented that opportunity to me. Um, but I, uh, at the last mastermind, we were talking and, and Bo was giving a little testimonial about, about me. Uh, and then these, these older folk, um, compared to me at least, uh, found me. And they're like, hey, you know, you've got a great story. You really know what you're doing. You're a little farther along in the business model than us. Um, let's, let's talk this, let's talk about this. And, and, and we, uh, we sat down for dinner, uh, it was in Vegas. So, so we went out, sat down at, uh, New York, New York, we got some dinner, uh, and we, uh, we just talked about the potential of developing a software that would do this, this, and this, I can't talk too much about it cause I'm under an NDA cause it, it hasn't gone live yet. We're actually looking to bring that to launch in January. Um, uh, but yeah. essentially it just automates some stuff and, and, and makes Am every Amazon seller's life a lot easier. Um, so we, we thought about, you know, what if we build a business together where we have that as one part, but then we're also part e-commerce retailer. So we all have our independent ventures, but we all have our joint venture together. So we all each have two businesses as well as a third flow of income as soon as the, the, the program goes live. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, that could, uh, that could end up being a really big thing. And so that was back in February. And, uh, and so we, we've been doing weekly calls, uh, me and them, uh, every week and, and, and just grinding that out and get those key processes. We just released the beta three weeks ago and, uh, we're, we're sort of notching out the last couple of things before we go live in January, latest possible February. Um, and, and so just, we can steamroll into 2020, but, um, and then with my main business, I have nobody helping me. That's all me. And that's where, that's where the large majority of my, um, of my sales are and, and the large majority of my, uh, my growth. Gotcha. So the second FBA is a, um, you said a business systems that you're creating and you got two mm -hmm. partners in that. Yep. And the first one, uh, are you able to speak a little more on your first business and how uh, you went about that idea? Um, I understand you took the mastermind class, you went through that and you, um, you started to gain your understanding absolutely. and what you wanted to do. You said you chose FBA, uh, Amazon FBA, what made you choose that over, let's say, um, a POD service using Shopify or Wix? Um, Perfect. What made you choose that over, you know, drop shipping? That's a great question. So I actually did drop shipping. Um, my, drop shipping was what I did first. And so I started an athletic clothing brand. I built a uh, Instagram around it. I was doing Facebook ads and I was doing uh, influencer marketing. It was cool and all. Um, over the course of the four and a half months I had it, I did $9,000 and I had a 52% ROI which was absolutely ridiculous. That's way more than my Amazon business as far as average ROI. Um, however, 
um, the time that I was spending on optimizing my Facebook ads and reaching out to Instagram influencers and then, you know, shooting back and forth with them to, to get to an agreement. It was too much time for the amount that it was scaling and it's potential that it's just, I, I didn't not have the skill developed that much yet, but I was like, you know, the, I see the scalability here. I have friends that are successful in this field, but I, I really, I want something that's a little more streamlined. I looked into Amazon FBA and just fell in love with it. Now I, I'll drop a little, uh, a little sauce about Amazon FBA. So there's three ways to sell on Amazon. There is, um, Amazon automation. You've probably seen it. It's where you buy a automated package for 20, 30, 40, even $50,000. Um, now it's where they set you up a store where they're running products, uh, or running scanners that look for products on Walmart, target, whatever website that has a spread from those websites to Amazon, you can sell it profitably on Amazon. So they list it on your Amazon store, FBM, which stands for fulfilled by merchant. And then you're essentially just drop shipping on Amazon. Now that business model is 100% against Amazon's terms of service. It does not work. It is against the rules. When Amazon catches you, they are going to ban your IP address. They're not going to ban your account. They're going to ban your IP address. You'll never be able to sell on Amazon again. And those people that sold that to you, I'm not going to drop any Instagram names, but I know a lot of people that are doing this and I, I just, I, it's not cool because um, people fall for it, but they're, they're going to go, you know, you're going to get sales. You're going to make some sales for like three, four months and then you're going to get suspended and then it's going to be over. And those people, you're going to go to those people that you bought that course from or that, that <laughs> program from, and they're going to say, oops, we already got paid. Then there's private label. Private label is where you white label a product from Alibaba or AliExpress you do private label keyword research, you get, you find this product, right? You have to have it imported. You have to do your own professional photography. You have to create your own listing. You have to do your own SEO. You have to um, do uh, a giveaway in order to get that product launched properly and onto the first page. And then you have to make sure that you have enough inventory flowing back in so that once you've made it to the first page and you've got that sales velocity and you're getting those sales, you don't run out of inventory. Because if you run out of inventory and you're back ordered, your rank's going to fall back down. Then you're going to be on the fourth page again, right? So that's a lot of work. It works. Amazon private label is legit. However, you're, think about it this way. You're building a brand from the ground up, and then you've got to build awareness around that brand because no one's ever heard of it before. Now, what I do, um, and now maybe I'm biased that it's my favorite just because it's what I do, but I do online retail. I am a licensed third-party contractor for Microsoft, Sony, Hasbro, Nintendo, Mattel. I'm working on crafting Lego. All I do, think about me as like Walmart, but on amazon.com. I buy products wholesale from direct distributors, authorized uh, wholesalers, like big, big wholesaler companies. I buy directly from them. I buy it wholesale, I sell retail. I literally, the only money I'm making is the small little spread that's the difference between you know wholesale and retail. I average. 15 to 25% ROI per month. But uh, where, whereas I, I've got private label friends that make 40 to 50% per month, but also like some of their products just will get sabotaged and a, another seller that's got more capital and, and more liquidity, they're going to come in with 5,000 units and you just steal the listing. Uh, but again, like I said, private label works. Uh, online retail, in my opinion, is just the best because I don't have an advertising budget. Um, I don't do my own professional photography. In fact, I never even, I, I don't touch the inventory ever. I ship it straight to Amazon's warehouse. Uh, it's not drop shipping. I do own, it is an inventory based business that I do own the inventory, but part of FBA, which stands for fulfilled by Amazon is they're, they're housing my goods at their warehouses. They're doing all my backend processing for me. So I don't have to worry about that. In my opinion, it just makes the most sense. Retail's been around forever. It's not going anywhere. Okay, the world's just changing and things are going online. But I mean, Amazon is one of the only $2 trillion market cap companies, followed closely by Apple, and Microsoft's about to bridge that gap. Um, but I mean, Amazon's not going anywhere. They're, they're, if, if anything, they're just going up. And so, I mean, I love Amazon FBA, and I'm going to keep preaching it until the day I die. <laughs> well, that's a model. Um, still, I mean, great. Great, great choice for you. Um, and it seems to be working out really well. Um, what are some of the obstacles you may have faced when you first started this? Um, 25%, considering you're only doing this two years and you said you're 25% ROI on your, on your main business. I mean, that's still a great number considering. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. 
you said you don't have to do any of your uh, your own uh, photography and stuff like that. So are you using um, images and ads that uh, Microsoft or these companies naturally use? Or are That's you, a great question. You know, how That's are you a, going about your advertising like that? That's a great question. So when you look up any product, any big brand product, let's say just a Microsoft Xbox One S 500 gigabyte, just for example, that listing, you look up that exact thing on Amazon and you're going to get that top listing, right? You click on that. And that listing, a lot of people don't know this, but you're not actually buying from Amazon, okay? 58% of all sales on Amazon are a third-party seller. And so if you look below the, the there'll be the, the price that you're buying it at, there'll be the buy it now button. Below that, it'll say a number, and then it'll say new, and then you it's a hyperlink. You can click on that, and it'll expand a list of all the sellers that are actually selling that product in what condition they're selling it, if they're a prime seller or not, um, and, and, and it's all right there. Right. And so all I'm doing is I'm, I'm I have my licenses so that I'm allowed to sell like there's brand restrictions and you have to be ungated and allowed by the specific brand to be to you know, be authorized. Um, but all I do is I buy it once I'm authorized. I just, you know, add myself to that listing. And then the, the buy box rotates as time goes on. So all the sales just rotate and uh, all the sellers sell units. Gotcha. OK, so you're pretty much putting yourself on that list on the bottom. That's an amazing way to do it, because. Like you said, you don't have to deal with advertising or anything else. You pretty much just let it run on its own. The big companies are doing it all their own. They're giving you just a small cut to be able to sell this for them, which is where they give you the re the, the wholesale price, and mm -hmm. then you turn around and sell it retail, so you make that little bit in between. Of course, you got your own expenses you got to take care of, too, so it's not all always 100% profit, um, <clears throat> but still worth it in the end. And again, two years with 25% ROI, that's still a great number. Shoot, I would have been happy with that when I tried doing POD. Um, mm -hmm. I tried to get it's been on demand, but of course I had to worry about the advertising. I had to worry about building the brand awareness and stuff like that. And um, considering that I work from seven to seven, um, when the business is in, when when uh, the season is in, I literally had no time to do anything. I actually went and got a heat press and a vinyl cutter to be able to do some of the stuff myself. And That's I, awesome. I, I, I felt like I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I felt like I had something good that could have got going. Um, it was all music related. But mm -hmm. I I didn't have the time to commit to it. And um, given that I have a wife and I have four kids, I I couldn't. Many people are able to take that risk where they just stop their job and go and focus on starting something new. I feel like I have a little more to lose in a sense that like I got to take care of five different people. Um, yeah. And and it's it's a lot harder for me to make that decision to just leave a full time job to be able to start you know this entrepreneurship journey without a paycheck behind it. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and that's, see, that's, that's really good self-awareness. And that's where, where we differ. We're both in such different parts in our process. And I'm for, I'm so blessed. I'm fortunate enough that when I dropped out of college, um, my dad actually told me to my face, you know, with the entrepreneur, the, the employee mindset he has, he told me, you're never going to amount to anything without a college degree. I, I literally laughed in his face. Uh, but uh, on laughing in his face, I also said, Hey, look, give me the opportunity here. Let me move into your, back in let me move in. Let me just work. Okay. I'm just going to grind. I know you don't understand what I'm doing, but let me just, let me do this. I'll show you my numbers so that, you know, I'm, I'm not just sitting downstairs, not doing anything, but like, let me, let me prove you wrong because I'm going to show you that you can actually do it another way. And so fortunately I've been blessed to not have to have a day job and just be able to grind. So that's why I've been full time is because I don't have, I really don't have any bills. I had two vehicles. I sold both of my vehicles so that I could cancel both of my insurances. So that I, I, I literally turned my monthly expenses from about $800 a month to literally $50 a month. Um, and, and then all I do is just work, 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 work. Like I said, the 18 hour days back to back to back. And I've just, I've literally got a clipboard. It's upstairs right now, but I've literally got a clipboard just with DMOs. I got 18 hours of DMOs, daily methods of operation that I just do every day. And it's, it's literally like clockwork at this point. That's amazing organization to have. You, you mentioned earlier too, that you have multiple clipboards with just check boxes and stuff that yeah. you go through every day, which is, it's amazing because not, <clears throat> you don't typically find that level of organization. Typically uh, someone starts a business and they get a small bit of information situated for themselves. They have a whiteboard with information up but they don't have the full level of organization that's actually needed to, to be able to uh, successfully run your business without any hiccups, without any big hiccups on a daily basis. Um, so your level of organization, man, that's amazing. Um, again, some of the stuff you showed me in the beginning was pretty interesting. Yeah. Just the and fact then, that you said you were that organized. 
and here's my vision board. And then I got a whiteboard with, uh, uh, do you know who Andy Fraselli is? He's on, he's a big entrepreneur. He sounds familiar. I haven't looked into him directly, but he does sound familiar. The name rings a bell. Look up the 75 hard challenge. It's, uh, I'm, I'm working on it right now. And, uh, it is fantastic. It is so much harder than you think. Cause it's a small list. All it is, is, uh, following a diet that meets your metrics, no alcohol for 75 days, uh, two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. One of them has to be outside, drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages of a nonfiction business book, personal development book, personal growth book, something that's going to educate you and then take a progress pick every day. That's it. That's the whole thing. It does not sound like a hard list. It does not sound like a long list, but if you miss a single objective, if you forget to take a progress pick and you're on day 43, I'm sorry, you're back on day one (laughs) and there's no cheats, no exceptions, no nothing. It's so hard. I've been trying to do it for four months. I'm currently on day six. It is it, I, 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 the farthest I've been was 14 days. I'm not even going to kid you. It is very, very difficult. But what's so great about it is if you keep sticking it out and you make it happen, it's going to teach you discipline. It's going to teach you uh, just it's going to make you stronger because you're doing 42, 45 minute workouts a day. Um, and it's going to give you a lot of self-confidence once you complete it because it's just so, so damn hard. But <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. A lot of the times we look at stuff on the outside, we don't see how tough it actually is. A lot of stuff sounds easy, but it turns out to be really difficult. Um, yeah. I can say for myself, I've talked about putting out content and uh, keeping these videos running daily. I think I mentioned to you in text before that I record a video a day and post it on YouTube as a vlog. Nothing special. It's just myself and my camera, three updates a day throughout the day, telling uh, the audience what it is that I did for the day or what I've accomplished so far. And um, um, that alone was a little harder than it sounds. You think, okay, you can just record a quick video a day and post it every day. It's actually not that easy. So just imagine having to do that on top of creating content a day. Um, we both listen to Gary Vee. He talks about a hundred pieces of content a day. I mean, shit, even that was extremely intense. When I actually first tried it one day, I couldn't wrap my head around where I was going to get a hundred pieces from. And then uh, as I went through the day and I tried to share pieces of content on various platforms, find new content, create new content. I think I got into like 30 something pieces for the day was Mm -hmm. all I could count. And I was like, holy shit, like this is actually really tough. And um, so the challenge you're talking about sounds like it's not that easy. Um, A lot of people may see it like it's nothing. It sounds pretty easy. And it actually does ring a little simple. But if you think about all the stuff you have to do and the time it's going to take to do that, it's actually not as simple as you think. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is not. And uh, but I mean, it's it's so fun and it's so fulfilling to get to that point, though, uh, and actually finish it. And then um, you do you remember what Vine was? Yes, sir. So when I was 17, I actually used to be a Viner. I had 9,000 followers. I thought I was the coolest 17-year-old on the planet. Uh, and then they shut down Vine. But um, as far as social media, and you, you brought up content, and as far as all that, um, what my goal is with that, and this is why I said I'm still at the beginning of my journey. Like, yes, my businesses have scaled, but ultimately I, I still see my – I'm, I'm chasing the 10-year-out version of me, right, the higher version of myself. And so uh, ultimately what I'd like to do is build up a, a YouTube presence around moto vlogging. I literally have my um, setup right here where I've got a, a GoPro mount on this helmet. Uh, and then here's my GoPro for that. Um, and uh, I'm just going to moto vlog for, for fun and talk about my entrepreneurial journey, my struggles, give like advice on that. And then the reason why I haven't fully jumped and dived into it, one is because I sold my motorcycle to invest in my business. And uh, (laughs) two is because I want to get to the point first where um, I can start doing large giveaways to my audience um, just as like, but not giveaways of like dumb stuff that's not going to be useful to them. Like I want to do a giveaway where like, for example, I fly out a subscriber and I do like a two day mastermind with them where I teach them a high income skill that I know. And uh, I send them on their way with like a thousand dollars cash to help them get started. You know what I mean? So, Cause I, 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 yeah, no, that's, that's the type of stuff I'm trying to do because I want to, I, I, I really like teaching others, but I mean, of course you can only teach people that want to be taught. You can like, you got to be coachable, teachable and coachable. And um, uh, unfortunately there's just a lot of, skeptics out there that just think online business and all this this new wave of entrepreneurs is just they they don't believe in entrepreneurship and really that ultimately comes back down to they don't believe in themselves yeah now that's definitely true and that's amazing that you want to do that it's you have this giving um this giving lifestyle where you want to give back to to be able to help someone else in their own way 
Um, and it's something that I've talked about with the small audience that I have now where um, just starting whatever it is you want to do, just start and you'll find along the way that stuff starts to change. You don't uh, always end where you started on your journey. Mm-hmm. I myself, when I started this, I started this uh, just to show the backside of entrepreneurship, show the everyday struggles that we go through, that it's not always a full time business where you're just constantly going through um you know, the good side of everything, posting everything on time, getting all your videos recorded. I wanted to show the backside where you have a busy day at work. You didn't have a lot of time to create content. Um, you went home, you had to deal with, uh, you know, feeding the kids or cleaning the house or, you know, your phone died or you broke your phone. Like I, I want to show that side of it because it's not always a positive day. Some days are negative. And so I felt that if you can give, um, if you can give someone who's interested in entrepreneurship a chance to see what it's really like behind the scenes, it'll give them a real aspect of, of uh, how to go about this and what to expect. And so <clears throat> going back to it, um, you know, you don't always start, you don't always end where you started. So you start on one thing and you end up changing your mind a little later on. When did you start to see more and more that you like to give back, that you want to do this, where you're, you want to do a big giveaway? You don't want to do just a, you know, an iPad or a new iPhone or mm-hmm. you know, Surface Pro. You want to actually give them this, I want to give value knowledge that you have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When did that mm-hmm. come about? So that came about when, so uh, uh, that, that to answer that question, I've got to go back into my core of, of what drove me to here. Um, I can't talk directly about it because there's statute of limitations on, on everything, but a little bit about my past um, between my, my dropping out of college and then becoming an entrepreneur. I had a gap year where I just partied a lot. I went to raves, I did stupid stuff and I learned I was an entrepreneur. Um, and I was making more money than I've ever made in my entire life. However, I was so, so unhappy and like literally depressed with where I was because I was, I was doing what I was doing to fit into a social circle that was, it was not who I am as a core person. Uh, and then when I finally took the, you know, took my step back, got the self-awareness to understand that a year later, I realized, wow, like I, I truly do have the capabilities to forge my life into whatever it is that I choose to do. That was two years ago. Uh, and then I just started going after it and I've been grinding every day since I literally have no friends. I cut off my entire social circle. All I do is work. Um, and then only now recently in the last three, four months have I started taking people from, so I have 1,600 people on my Snapchat. Um, and so only now recently have I started taking people from my Snapchat and saying, Hey, come over to my house. Let's have a little mastermind session. I'll tell you about what I do. Uh, and if either of the things that I do interest you and you'd like to get involved, I will help coach you into that. And I do that for free for people, even though I've paid over $7,000 for different education for all the things that I know how to do. Um, now, the reason why is because ju- just going back to that path and, and that, like, that just abrupt change from black hat to, from white hat to black hat to white hat, um, I understand that sometimes people are in situations that while they are sort of self-inflicted, it doesn't feel that way. And it, it kind of feels like they're stuck. I know a lot of people that feel like they're stuck, especially because 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Um, and, and I feel like because I'm blessed, like I, every day is a blessing. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. I, I almost died six times in 2017. I, I got robbed at shotgun point. Like I got jumped several times. Um, and so every day is a blessing. And I want other people to have the same spark and enthusiasm for life that I've found because I, the, the, how passionate I am about what I do and, and helping others and, and not even if, if they want to learn something that's not in the field that I know how to do, I want to even be able to just direct them in the right direction. Right. And, and helping others like that is it comes from just a place of where like I know where I was and where I am now. And I want other people to be able to have that same joy of, of finding their passion, because I, I literally I, I live in Arizona. I live right next to ASU. I literally walk over over at ASU all the time. And I just see so many people that they're just they look like robots. And they're just they're not they're not happy. And it's just because they're they're not truly following their own vision. They might not even have a vision. And it's not because they don't have vision. It's because they haven't even thought about it. It's just so beyond their their field of what they're paying attention to, you know. And um, another thing, uh, I don't know if you know what gloving is. It's a, a fairly new art form. It came out in 2008. This goes back to 2017 when I went to raves and stuff. It's where you put LED lights on your fingertips in gloves like this. And you just do fancy movements like this and stuff. So I've been doing that for two and a half years. 
and uh, you're familiar with the law of attraction, law of manifestation, mirror work, all that stuff. Yes, sir. So uh, the last two weeks, I've been having just not the best time. I've been having back-to-back L's of days, right? Uh, failing on my DMOs, just not grinding as hard as I know I can. Uh, and this week, I, I do my Sunday summaries, and then I plan out my week Sunday evening. This week, I was I, I just literally sat down with myself in front of a mirror, and I said, I'm going to manifest miracles this week. This is my week. I'm taking W's every day. It's happening. It's already done. And, uh, and so yesterday, um, I, I did, I got up at 5 AM. I meditated for an hour. I came that back into my office. This is by the way, my office, which is also half my room and whatever. And, uh, I did mirror work for like 25 minutes. And I said, today I'm going to manifest a miracle. And, um, literally just yesterday, I actually achieved a lifetime goal of mine. Um, and I'm now a professional signed Glover, um, with a professional team, which is insane to me. Um, especially because the, the least experienced person on the team besides me has been gloving for five years and I've been doing it for two and a half. So, so I, I'm, I'm so blessed for that. But what, what the reason why I'm sharing this story is because the law of attraction and like raising your vibrational frequency to achieve something is so, so accurate. And if you don't know about it, read The Secret, uh, look up anything by Bob Proctor, <laughs> like, get yeah. on it, because it, it's game-changing. It'll change your life. Yeah, Proctor was a good one. Uh, the Secret was a good one. I, I watched the uh, the movie that came out, and it was I found it really interesting. Um, it's some good stuff. It's some good stuff. Not a lot of people believe in it. I mean, it's all, it's all mindset, and it's oh, all, absolutely. you know, whether you decide to believe in it or not. But for those who have believed in it, and um, have seen the changes, I mean, more power to them. It's, it's a great thing. I myself have uh, <clears throat> done simple things um, with laws of attraction. Um, nothing big, very small, very minor things like, you know, just I couldn't even give you an example right now of some of the small stuff, but it's it's a great, what am I looking for? It's, it's just a great uh, mindset to have. Um, manifesting it before it, you know, before you think it can happen and, and stuff comes about, stuff comes about just by working. You just keep going about your day, doing what you need to do. You focus your energy, um, you focus your attention, you focus your hard work and it comes about on its own. Um, what are some of your, uh, biggest obstacles that you had gone through with starting an Amazon FBA? Um, you know, I know you mentioned there was a couple, uh, there's three different types, one of them being a more legal way. Did you ever get into that? Was there any uh, financial issues? How did you go about that? What obstacles did you have? So my biggest problems with Amazon FBA, um, first off was capital. Um, one, because I started with $3,500. And, um, you know, when, when you're achieving 15 to 25% ROI per, per month on your inventory that's rolling, you know, uh, with that same ROI, you're making your money in quantity, not quality. Obviously, you still want quality products, but you're, you know, if you got a hundred thousand rolling in your business, you're making fifteen grand as opposed to, you know, one hundred and fifty bucks with a thousand. And so, I ran into a capital capital obstacle immediately, uh, and then I also ran into just making beginner mistakes um, at the very beginning. Uh, I I had that original thirty five hundred, but then I had another twenty five grand sitting sitting ready to to go, and I funneled that in in the next three or four months. Um, now the the problem I made, uh, and, and this is this is actually a really good learning point, which is great that you asked that question. Um, I was so excited and so eager to be running my first business that I was I was analyzing these products and like yeah they were they were decent margin and, and everything looked okay but it's not the be- it wasn't the best thing in the world it wasn't the best deal I could wait for another one and, and just buy the next one but I was so antsy and so eager to just get my snowball rolling as big as possible that I was just buying everything I literally spent the twenty five thousand dollars in a two week span just checking my emails buying the deal, buying every deal I could. Um, and what ended up happening with that is, um, I, I probably ordered eight or nine different products. Uh, and of those two of them, uh, ended up being not so great. Uh, what happened was Amazon got on the <clears throat> listing right after I, I got on the listing, Amazon price gouged, the price dropped it down. Therefore I couldn't meet the buy box price and sell profitably. Uh, and then I started getting hit with long-term storage fees because they were just sitting at Amazon, not selling. Uh, and then ultimately I had to lower my buy box price because Amazon had like 10,000 units. I sold them at a loss uh, and I paid long-term storage fees on those products. Um, and, and that right there, that could be enough 
for someone to go, oh, this doesn't work. I'm done with this. I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, but I, I just didn't quit. Um, I, I took that as a learning experience. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do a little bit more research. I'm going to be do more due diligence on my end so that that doesn't happen again. Uh, and then since then, I, I have not made another flop product uh, just because it ultimately comes down to experience. Uh, and uh, oh, a, a really good thing. Um, failure is not final. <clears throat> Uh, quitting is the only thing that's final and you know winners don't quit well definitely I mean if we had quit in the beginning at the first sign of obstacles I mean for you for example if you had quit in the beginning you wouldn't be where you are today you wouldn't be rolling in a 25% ROA you wouldn't have two business uh, you know business partners that are older than you in age but uh, see the potential you have and the wisdom that you bring to the table um, the knowledge and skill that you bring obviously is valuable to them in which they turned to you and decided they wanted to partner with you. Um, but again, had you taken that first obstacle and just, um, you know, turned away from it and decided this wasn't for you, you could have potentially been missing out on something big. And um, it's a good thing you kept going. It's a, again, it's all mindset. You know, you got to keep focused. You can't let any obstacle get in your way. You can't, you know, decide that's it, call it quits. Um, you know, it's, it's tough and it's, it's, unfortunate that many people will quit off of that um, off of their first obstacle and that's why I like to ask for obstacles <clears throat> and challenges that um, entrepreneurs that I speak to like-minded individuals um, if I get them on a podcast or I get them on an interview I like to ask them for their obstacles and stuff that they went through um, because it, it'll give the audience and the audience that I, I'm shooting for are those who are interested in starting an entrepreneurial journey and um, are worried about what obstacles they may face or maybe some that have started but they're still early on. Um, and it, I mean, it would be valuable for all around, um, but typically shooting for the ones in the beginning of, in the beginning stages of their journey, um, they may have a simple obstacle that they think is the end of the world. And if they compare it to something they hear, maybe your uh, obstacle that you ran into or the last episode or any episode prior, um, or even some in the future, they're going to look at that obstacle and say, hey, you know what? Mine isn't as bad as this guy had it. And he walked right through it. Um, the last gentleman that I spoke to and had an interview with, um, Sean Lowry, he has a, uh, uh, he runs United Monograms, great business. He has a, it's basically a print company, um, for apparel. And mm -hmm. he was telling, he was telling me how he moved into his mom's basement and, uh, it's him and his wife or him and his uh, partner. And, um, I think he racked up, uh, God, I don't want to exaggerate the number. I, I, I want to say he racked up somewhere around 25,000 or 30,000 in debt. If it may have been way more, but I don't want to over exaggerate the number, but it was just a ridiculous amount that most people would have been like, Whoa, time out. I need to get out of this. It's obviously not working. And in a year he turned it all around he's back in the green and he's doing great. Um, 12 employees got his own warehouse and it's all about getting past that first obstacle. So again, the reason I ask for obstacles, is because anybody that wants to try to do this and step into finding their own journey, I want them to be able to compare their obstacles with someone else's so that they can see it's not always as bad as you think. It's not the end of the world. It's just a matter of getting around that little bend. And, you know, there's light at the end of that tunnel right there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what I push for with doing all of this is to show you that it's entrepreneurship's lonely. It's hard. It's not easy. It's time consuming. But this is what everybody goes through. And if I can shed a little light on what it actually is, it'll give people a better understanding of what they're getting ready for instead of being surprised by it when it happens. Yeah. Um, I've got, while you were talking, I came up with two more obstacles that, that have affected me a lot in my process. Um, one uh, is environment, right? I said, and, and you said your, your buddy moved into his parents' basement. I'm, I currently live in my parents' basement and, and you know, I did the same thing. I, I, I leveraged my personal credit score. I opened up nine new credit cards. I got $55,000 in, in personal credit cards and I, I literally maxed them out immediately because they were 0% APR for 12 to 18 months, depending on the card. So it's good debt. It's rolling and it's making me money, right? So I did the same thing. I correlated a lot to that. Now, the reason why I said environment is because moving into my parents' basement, and I, like I said, both my parents have that employee mindset. Uh, I live in the basement. I'm the only one in the basement. I've got a master room and I, I've got two doors that are both closed between me and my entire family. But whenever I'm working upstairs, right, both my parents, uh, you know, my mom's always telling me, go get a real job. My dad's always looking over my shoulder going, 
you know, what you're doing is not going to work. And they're just trying to be, you know, the negative. And uh, I, I've just kind of learned to just tune that out because like it, when you're, when you're taking information, I know this sounds rude. They're my parents. I love them. But when you're taking information from someone, when you're hearing someone's perspective, ask yourself, do they have what I want? And if the answer is no, uh, not, I'm not going to say don't value their opinion, but like take that into account when, when adding value to that opinion. If, if they don't have, they've, they've never owned a business, they've never run a business, they don't know how, why, why take business advice from them, right? And so that's, that's how the, the environment can sort of affect you. And then the next one that's huge, ego. Right when I started making legal money, my, the first day that I made five thousand dollars in one day, I thought I was hot shit. I went to the bars, I went partying. I literally thought I was the coolest guy on the planet. Um, and uh, and uh-huh. now since since that, that was back in September of 2018, or sorry, 2019. No, no, it was 2018 because it was over a year ago. When that day happened, uh, I got super lit, drinking at bars, uh, which nothing wrong with that, right? Partying every once in a while is fun, but. Uh, you know, it was just ego, like, like, you know, flirting with girls, talking to them about how much money you're making, blah, 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 stupid shit like that. Since then, uh, I, I literally, I'm wearing a, a dirty old baseball tee. I'm wearing sweatpants and flip flops. <laughs> like uh, I'm at this point in my process where, um, I, I, I'm growing my hair out to a man bun right now. And I haven't shaved in three months because <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I love, mm. I absolutely love going out in public and dressed like what some people would consider that, you know, they, they'll look at me first glance and go, that guy's a bum. I love that because I love that some people are so naive that they, they make these narrow minded decisions and they just immediately pinpoint someone for who they are based on their appearances. And I think that's so short sighted. It's incredible. But I love it because it allows me to only deeply personally connect with people in public that I know aren't those kind of people. You know what I mean? So so that that is like a little reverse psychology type thing that I like. Uh, and that's just how I've leveled up through my process and, and where I've got with the ego. Now I'm just at this point where, you know, uh, my perspective is everyone's at a different part in their process. Doesn't make anyone better than anybody else or, or whatever. Um, and, and honestly, if anything, people that are farther along in their process and, and me specifically, I view it as a responsibility to, you know, help the little fish get up to, to where they need to be, unlock their mind. Cause everybody's stuck at a different, you know, whether it's a limiting belief, whether it's just a, a financial thing, whether it's an education thing, there's something holding back everyone. And if you can unlock that chasm for them and, and help them jump up to the next level, they're, they're going to be, you know very, very blessed. And, and they're going to reciprocate that. And, and who knows, you never know who you're going to be doing business with. You never know who you're going to meet. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's just, uh, that's how I've leveled up through my process. That's just a little bit of value that I, or what I view as value. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a great perspective to have, because like you said, you go out into the streets and a lot of people are naive to just take what you're wearing or your appearance and run with that as uh, you know, this is who they are. And in reality, if they had gotten to know you, they'd know you have just an incredible amount of um, of knowledge that you can give to them or that you can grant them with if they had taken the time to actually get to know you before they judged you. Um, mm-hmm. It goes to judging a book by its cover. I mean, shit, some of the greatest books have the worst covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's it's that's amazing that you say that and that you do that, you know, to go out and, and meet authentically people that are interested in what you have to offer your value that you can give rather than those who just look at you from the outside and tell you yeah this guy he doesn't know anything he's a bum he doesn't have anything look at how he dresses it just doesn't make sense and you know some of the greats some of the greats do it uh look at uh you know zuckerberg look at uh all the greats i mean they don't they don't walk around in flashy stuff they're not big chains and you know jeans and a t-shirt and jeans and a t-shirt that's all it is and if these guys walk down the street i'm pretty sure people that are not into business would not recognize them one second <laughs> At all. because no. they don't look the part they look like a normal individual but yep. these are the people that are running some of the biggest companies these are some of the biggest brains in business and not one ounce of flash on them no it's 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 a depreciating asset. <laughs> like, why, why, why buy a three hundred dollar Gucci shirt when you can take that three hundred dollars, put it in a uh, investment fund, and make ten percent on it for the next ten years? Like it, exactly. it just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> like, it, 
it's it's crazy. The instant gratification in society nowadays is just overly insane. The yeah. fact that you need, uh, you know, you just nobody can wait. Everybody wants right now. They want to be successful right now. They want all the big stuff right now instead of just taking the time to build slowly. Um, and I, I like I like everything that you got going on. Um, amazing that you're running these businesses. You you have such a mindset and you bring such value to the table and everything you're trying to do. You're trying to set up, um, you know, giveaways, but not just your basic giveaway. You're stepping outside the box and instead you're offering to bring someone to you, teach them firsthand how to do this and then send them off, but not empty handed. You're giving them almost like a startup of, of you know, you're what basically is an angel investor. Pretty much. And it's that's amazing because you're stepping outside of the box. And it's exactly what, you know, we listen to Gary Vee and we keep saying this. We go back to it. Gary Vee, Gary Vee, Gary Vee, Gary Vee. Thinking outside the box is what's going to get you noticed. It's going to get you recognized. It's going to get you where you want to get. And <clears throat> comes back to kindness. I mean, just being kind to everyone around and, and getting to know people. Um, shit, I lost the point I was going to go with where he's stepping outside the box i mean just doing not the normal mm -hmm. um again your giveaway is just such a great idea Thank because you. nobody's doing that you're basically putting your own your own money out there you're basically putting your own um your own time and energy like you said you have seven thousand worth of of invested uh you know skill or knowledge that you gained you know through through paid courses and you're offering this for free on a giveaway to a random person who otherwise wouldn't have had a chance. I mean, that's just amazing. And I commend you for that. Thank um, you. It's, back it's to amazing. Your, man. Back to your, um, your instant gratification point, right? So ex I don't know what your passions are. One of my biggest passions are exotic cars. I love vehicles. I think they're beautiful. Uh, my dad actually has a 2012 5.2 liter V10 Audi R8. It's six speed gated manual transmission. It's so beautiful. Uh, and uh, so Right now, so I used to have a, uh, a 2007 Mazda Miata with a custom-built, custom-designed sound system in it, as well as a 2014 ZX6R Ninja. Like I said, I want to get into moto vlogging as well. Um, and so I sold both of those, and I am at the point now where if I really wanted to, I could go buy a Tesla Model 3, and, and I could do that definitely. Um, but I haven't. Right now, back to the law of attraction, on my vision board, right? Here, you probably can't see it, but it is a white 2009 Nissan GTR. And then right here, I got a white 2009 Nissan GTR. Um, my goal right now is to buy that for my 23rd birthday, which is going to be late August in 2020. Um, and like even still, like I'm, I'm, I'm two to three months out from being able to do that. I could do it if I wanted to. However, the reason why I push it back further than necessary is because of delayed gratification, the power of compounding, right? Oh. If you get like, if, if you compound anything over the long period of time, eventually it's going to go parabolic. And then that that's when you can start buying luxuries that, you know, are a little bit more expensive because at that point, your, your income, your, your money that you have is making enough profit just off of existing that it covers all your expenses plus a little bit of a upgrade upgraded lifestyle you know what i mean yeah i'm assuming you've read the compound effect or at least listened to the audio version of Se it several times yeah <laughs> that's such that a great piece <clears throat> and bringing back to the um making sure you can afford uh the luxuries that you want it brings me to uh robert kiyosaki and his wife she mm -hmm. wanted a new vehicle he made sure he had an investment or she had an investment he told her to get an investment that was going to make you enough money to buy that vehicle Mm -hmm. And it's such a great model. I mean, using using debt, good debt, in yeah. a manner of which you make money in the end. And and the way he taught his wife, or you know, she had that mindset, but he helped her out along the way. Is you know, if you want that new car, great, go get it. But make sure you have an investment that's going to pay for that item. You never so, want to go in the negative. So many people I've talked to don't understand the difference between good debt and bad debt. And I know a bunch of people that think <laughs> credit's bad. I, so many people have told me credit is a bad thing, and I've said to them, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't think you know how credit works. <laughs> and so I don't know. It's just it, it unfortunately all comes back to really the, the education system in our country is broken. Uh, yeah. The education system's not changed in a long time, and it's, it's designed to create 
workers. It's designed to create people that are going to be in the system, keeping it running and, and just having day jobs, desk jobs. And unfortunately, that's not the mold that everyone's going to fit into. Right. And um, some people continue to try and fit into that mold because that's what society's told them. And they just they I I don't know if it's that they don't believe in themselves to try or that they just don't know that they can try because some people just they, they don't think about it. So that if they never have the thought, they never even go out and take the first step. And to be honest, the first step is the hardest part. Once you oh, started, once you started, you got the ball rolling. Then it's then it's just time, patience, and consistent hard work and effort. But the 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 original start that's the only point where you're you're you got this barrier of fear, this like this, this supposed like skill gap that you got to clear. And and once you jump that. Then you're going, then you're rolling, then you're moving. And it's, it's, you know, the rest is history. Uh, I also, no, it's, it's, sorry, oh, I, sorry ahead, to ahead. interrupt you. I also invest in Forex. Have you ever heard of Forex? I, I, I think someone brought it up to me recently. They asked me the same thing about it. Um, I never did, but I wasn't interested. I think they were trying to sell me on it. And I was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. obviously I wasn't in that market. So I just kind of was like, no, no, thank you. You know, they, but they I, were they probably, did mention it. They were probably part of a network marketing company because there's a pretty big network <coughs> marketing company that teaches it. But um, what Forex is, it's the foreign exchange market. So it's actually the currency exchange rates between all major currencies. You can actually invest in that market, and it's a $6.6 trillion liquid market. You can learn how to invest in it on your phone. Um, it's great um, considering that the stock market ranges from 20 to $30 billion liquid per day. It's quite literally 500 times larger than the stock market. It's literally what major banks do with your money. It, it, they, they traded in the foreign exchange market and they're called market movers because they flood hundreds of billions of dollars into it and move the market out of technical 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 analysis. So that's another thing that I do. Um, j that's just as a side hobby. Uh, I traded stocks for a while and then uh, I got into Forex because there's less regulations. There's more volatility, more money to be made and more hours in the day to do it. Um, so, so I do that, but I've only been doing that five months. That's a little bit of a newer skill for me, as opposed to Amazon FBA being, being a two year, two year commitment so far. So you didn't let this wall stop you from just starting something new. Like most people would, where they, they take that wall and they look at it like this, it's something that I'm not going to be able to do. Instead what? you followed Gary V's advice and you pretty much just Google what it is you need to learn and you're able to find it at your fingertips. Oh, 100%. And I, I, I love that you said that. What's crazy is that that um, that analogy of that that fear wall. It was only the first time, literally the only the first time I started the Amazon FBA business was that that fear wall. After that, I've, I, I, I guess you could call it desensitized. But like I'm at this point now where like I've got the entrepreneurial spirit now. And now I'm just like, oh, business model. Do I understand it? Does it make sense? Can it be profitable? All right. Perfect. Let's 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 jump it up. Just start. Let's, let's make it happen. Yeah, just start because like what the, it makes no sense contemplate because when you're stopping and you're hesitating not only is that a fear-based response then now what you're doing is you're playing through possible scenarios in your mind of all the things that can go wrong why do that why do that when you can just start and then when something goes wrong it's not the end of the world figure out what went wrong don't do it again <laughs> like there you go simple it, as that yeah <laughs> Oh, that fear wall stops a lot of people. Um, the other yeah. thing that may stop a lot of people is the fact that, and I had this problem myself, is you want to perfect everything before you even get started. You want to be a professional before you get started. Uh, and that's not I, how it works. That was that was one of my, um, that was a large limiting belief that I had originally when I was starting. I said, I, I got to go through this course at least three times before I launch my business, before I, before I file my business and, and actually get it legally set up. And then I was like, wait a second, why am I telling myself that? That's stupid. I'm just trying to stop myself from taking the first step. And then I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's let's jump. And and the jump was scary. I'm uh, like, I remember it to this day. It was so so terrifying. It was March, uh, March 24th, 2018, and and it was just uh, I I clicked the button, boom, $275. I filed my legal paperwork for my business. And then it was all official. And I was like, all right, we're, we're running it. We're making this happen. And then from there, I, you, I just I just executed, Ex take action. Like Gary, Gary V says, you just got to take action. You just got to do the just work. Take get, yeah, get in the definitely. trenches. It's just a matter of getting started. Like I said, you learn through experience. You learn 
experience each thing <clears throat> you learn through that. And you start to gain the knowledge that you need more firsthand. And um, I find it a lot easier to, to not only to learn, but to be able to overcome um, any experience gaps where, you know, you're not sure how to do this, how to do that. You're already in the trenches. You got to figure it out now. So you're, you're a little, you're forced to start to understand things better. You jump mm -hmm. online, you start doing that research and you push yourself harder and harder and harder to find the answer. And when you find the answer, you keep going. Run into the next wall. That's what you do. <clears throat> you start doing your research again. You find out what the problem was, how to fix it, and you go about your business. And um, again, firsthand knowledge, uh, just jumping in it, getting started, and then learning as you go. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm I'm dealing with a, a, a <clears throat> not a sore throat, but like my throat's really drying out. So I've been like, coughing all day long, and I'm trying to choke you back right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, so yeah, man, I, I I love everything you're doing. Everything you're bringing to the table, so much value, so much knowledge. <clears throat> if you could look back at yourself, let's say two years ago before you got started, and you needed the knowledge, you needed, you have all this knowledge now, and you want to talk to yourself two years ago before you got started, before March 24th. Let's say it's March 23rd that evening. Okay, what do you tell yourself? Um, literally, I, I so it took me long time to optimize and get organized to the to where i'm at because there was several months before that uh, where i was just kind of you know shirking around not really putting in the full effort i would have said look you gotta uh, i would have said straight to my own face i would have said you gotta really take this seriously dedicate all the time you can to it make this your life fall in love with it fall in love with the process of becoming one percent better for yourself every single day and 100 like when i first started i put on the back of this vision board, I put arbitrary dates behind when I wanted to accomplish those things, right? And guess what happened? I didn't hit those dates. I missed every single fucking one of them. However, when I missed them, I, I, I got upset about it. I was like, damn, I'm, I'm behind. I said that to myself. I'm like, I'm behind. You're not behind because the, the number that you put behind achieving that date was just a, you just put a limited number on your, on your process. You can't rush success. You can't rush how fast it's going to happen. So just put your head down, grind, make it happen. Don't, don't look at anything for three years. Don't pay yourself for three years. Don't do anything. All of a sudden get out of the trenches three years later, look around, exercise some self-awareness and see what's changed. Cause I guarantee you're going to be somewhere else. Definitely putting your head in the dirt. <clears throat> it's a matter of shedding everything out, shedding everything out and just focusing on what it is you need to do and uh, continuing through that process every day. So you look at yourself, you tell yourself, get organized. Um, what would you give someone that wants to start in on um, Amazon FBA or wants to start their own business? What would you tell them? Not yourself. <coughs> Excuse me. I would tell them while fear, <coughs> while fear is 100% completely understandable and everyone deals with it. Don't allow fear to stop you from making a life-changing decision uh, and, and actually use fear as a motivator, right? The way I use fear, because everyone deals with fear, you can't get rid of it. The way I use fear is I look and I always think in the back of my mind of my desirable future and my not so desirable future, right? Like I said, back in 2017 with all that stupid stuff, I could either be dead right now or I could be in prison. Instead, I, I, I'm on the path that I'm on, right? And so I, I get to always keep that, that token with me and I get to think, you know what? Of, of all the paths that I could be on, this is the best one and I am working at harder every single day to become the better version of myself and the best version that I can be, right? And, and so use fear as a motivator by exercising self-awareness of what your desirable outcome is what your not desirable outcome is and then make active decisions in the now every single day towards that that desirable future not the not so desirable future right um and uh yeah just don't let fear stop you from making a decision that you know will be beneficial because most if you ask yourself why you're scared of it and actually like get down to the core of it you might just be scared of failure you might be scared that you're going to mess up. You might be scared that people are going to judge you, right? Fear of judgment. You might be scared that uh, – you, you might be scared of success. You might be scared that, that you, you know, have this self-limiting belief that once you become successful, all your closest friends and family aren't going to want to relate to you anymore because, that you know, they're, they're, you think that they're subconsciously envious, right? And it, it could be that deep and twisted, but ultimately it comes down to just – 
have the self-awareness to know what's going to be a good decision in the long term. And even if there's a skill gap and there's a learning curve there, do it. Like, make it happen. What, 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 when you're 80 years old, I think Gary Vee says this, actually. When you're 80 years old, you're not going to regret the things that you tried and failed. You're going to regret the opportunities that you never took. Yeah, in fact, Gary Vee is the one that talks about that because he said he, he was personal buddies with the uh, the guys that invented Uber. Personal buddies with him, he passed up on an opportunity and he would have made like $450 million and he would already have the Jets. So yeah. like, and while he's not he's not bitter that that happened, but he, he recognizes that, and that's why he has that little bit of value there is because he recognizes like if, if, if an opportunity is staring you in the face and the opportunity makes sense to you, it, it, it is a good opportunity and you're just not making it for whatever reason, you're the only thing stopping yourself from making that decision. Definitely. So. It was Gary Vee that did mention that. Um, he passed up twice on the first two rounds of angel investing back when it was Uber Cab. Um, <clears throat> passed it up and uh, looked back at it like, damn, <laughs> I could have yeah. owned the Jets by now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like I said, like you said, good advice, man. Just as, as long as it makes sense and as long as you're you're you know you're good with it and everything looks right, <clears throat> um, you know, you go with it. You just do and you start to learn as you uh progress. Um you can't let that wall stop you from the beginning. You you gotta find a way to push through it. Um I've been preaching lately that you know you gotta if you come up with an idea, you, you've heard him say, create and do, create and do, just do, just put it out. Don't worry about likes, don't worry about the the yep. aesthetics of it. Don't worry about anything. Just create it and do it. Put it out there. And um, I've been preaching the same thing to the, the small audience that I have now where, you know, I tell everybody, <clears throat> you got to create, or if you have an idea or if you create something, you got to run with it before you start to build a wall. The first time you tell yourself that it might not get a like, or maybe this looks wrong, or maybe that looks wrong. Those are the, the beginning stepping stones to that wall being built up in front of you. You got to get past it before, you know, you start to build that wall too high because then it Absolutely. gets harder to push through it. It's harder to push through it. Um, it's so much easier to just walk over that first, you know, little hiccup rather than try to break through a whole wall. So if you just do, you eliminate the wall completely. Yep. And people, people like, for example, when starting YouTube, people are, are nervous and scared of putting out content because they're afraid that the content's going to be bad. But like, absolutely. The content you put out when you first start like it, it might be low quality compared to what you're going to be doing in two or three years because everybody starts somewhere. But the key to getting to that expert level is you have to start like exactly. if you don't start. You'll never get there. Everyone that's an expert in anything was once a beginner, once a novice. So get started and level up your skills as you go along. Like no one's going to judge you. The people that are watching, they're going to get to see your development and growth in whatever it is you're doing, which is going to be awesome for them and you. It's going to be inspirational for them. And you'll be able to look back two, three years later and go, wow, I was I remember this date. I remember that. But then now you're where you're at. And you're like, wow, the the, the work I, I, you can sit back and say, I made it. Yeah, definitely. And you'll be able to look back, like you said, at all the old stuff where you first started. <clears throat> and you can show and, everybody and, this and go, is how, look it how started. stupid this was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can pretty much laugh at yourself at how bad it was in the beginning, but you learned how to to improve. You learned how to better yourself. You learned how to better the quality, and it's all through the process. It's all through just doing. Had you not started, you would have never gotten to that level. Absolutely. So it's amazing that you said that. Great advice, man. I do thank you for your time. Um, you know, you're doing so much right now. <clears throat> you got so much going on. You're doing amazing. Again, I can't get over your 25% ROI. You say it's 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 okay. It's not great, dude. A lot of people out there are not making 25%. ROI. I know, I know, I know. I, I'm trying to push up to a little bit of a higher figure, um, and, and I will get there 100%. But I, I do definitely recognize that 25% is still quite a bit. Like that, that's that's higher than most annual stock investors shoot for. So, so I mean, and, and I'm get I'm hitting that monthly on, on my rolling inventory. So that's it, it, it's a good business model. And going not going anywhere in Amazon. So I, I love it. It's great. And there's there's more room. There's more opportunity for everybody. Amazon's not definitely. going anywhere. No, definitely. There is opportunity. And I'm glad you're doing it, man. I'm glad you're offering the opportunity for someone to learn what you have to, to offer. 
um, <clears throat> and, and to be able to teach them the ways that you got started, because obviously you're teaching them the success that you've had. They're going to be able to see it firsthand and you're offering this to someone free of charge. You're basically giving it away. And that's what's going to that's what's going to set you apart from everybody else. Um, you're doing amazing, man. So a little um, bit of an odd ending there, guys. Um, I was able to call Jacob back. Um, we got disconnected. His phone apparently died. And when I went, when I got a call back, I didn't hit the record button, unfortunately. I thank Jacob for his time <clears throat> and the effort he put into this interview. I, I appreciate everything that he um, was able to bring to the table and share with us so that I can be able to get that out to you guys and get you guys some further knowledge and education as to what it is to be an entrepreneur and start from you know scratch. This is uh, multiple people. Excuse me. These are multiple people that had started very young and they're making their way through, uh, you know, an online presence in retail and um, various avenues. I mean, there's just there's so many opportunities out there. It's just a matter of taking um, those opportunities and running with them. You know, don't hesitate. Don't let yourself build a wall against yourself and don't talk yourself out of it. You get started and you do for you and your happiness and you get, you know, grinding and stay persistent. First obstacle you come across, don't let it uh deter you from what you want to do. Everybody has obstacles and it's a matter of what you do with those obstacles that make you different from everybody else. Most people turn away. The way that you make it is by getting past those obstacles, learning from them and continuing your journey. Um, again, thank you, Jacob, for your time. <clears throat> thank you for everything you're doing. Um, I can't wait to see your continued success and your continued progress and hopefully we can keep in contact, buddy. Um, you know, I do want to hear from you in a year or two, even a couple months down the line, just on a personal level, just to see how you're doing, man. It doesn't even have to be a podcast form. Um, it's going to be great to hear your progress. I just love seeing everybody succeed. I love seeing everybody um, creating their own businesses and their own lifestyles and their own brands and, um, you know, nonstop, <clears throat> nonstop grinding. The hustle mentality that that entrepreneur mindset is what sets us apart from everybody else. And it's amazing to see that not everybody, um, you know, not everybody has that mindset and you do. Um, you do, man. And I thank you for that. Um, everybody else, you know, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, and I, I hope to be getting some more episodes to you guys pretty soon. Again, this is a very odd ending. The call ended abruptly and I didn't record the outro, uh, or the ending of it. Um, when he did call me back, I do apologize for that. Hopefully I can get that set up for you next time. But, um, again, it's all part of the learning curve. <clears throat> We're all learning in this process. You guys know from the beginning that this is something that I started doing with no experience, no knowledge, um, and just doing, uh, with no budget as well. It's just a matter of getting started and learning through experience. So hope you guys had a good day. Hope you guys kept grinding, stay humble, and uh, catch you guys next time.